1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, schedule the uh, schedule. damn it. The season just ended, but we're already looking ahead to the next season. Even though we're kind of still in the middle of looking back to last season, uh, we got the schedule release this week. You want to talk about it a little
0: bit? We do a little bit of everything on this podcast, Joey. We talk about recaps for teams, like we've already started with Cam Underwood. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, go check it out, please. Even since that episode, (laughs) there's already been breaking news in Miami with Blake Baker now leaving. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's going to LSU to be the co linebackers coach, I guess. So he's gone, and we talked about him on the podcast, you know, not having his defensive coordinator, true defensive coordinator, play calling duties anymore. Yeah, I mean, he has taken that over. So pretty safe to assume why he left. But anyway, go check out that season recap. But yeah, the long and short of it is we're recapping teams from this past season. We're also talking about next season and everything in between.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. Like you said, I mean, we, we do a lot of things here. We, we preview seasons. We recap seasons. We stumble over our words. It's all great. Yes. Um, <laughs> And we are uh, we are in mid season form here in this show already. Uh, and Joey and I are
0: meeting each other for the first time in under a month. Yes, we are. So that is going to be exciting. We're going to record a podcast. that will probably never hit the feed, but it will be for Joey and I's enjoyment.
1: Yeah. After a day on the golf course, Lord knows what'll be said. Lord knows who uh, who will come and join as a quote unquote special guest. Yes. That uh, I just I cannot let my mother hear what they would be saying. So yes, you know who you fair. are if you're listening to this. I'm sure. But yes. We'll
0: just put a disclaimer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it'll be a, a strong disclaimer. Yeah, you're probably never going to hear that. But anyways, um, Mike, I, I figure the way that we can do this a little bit. So just, we don't need to talk through every last little matchup. But I think the, the two things to to consider here are A, the non-conference schedules, and B, kind of any major scheduling quirks as it relates to home and away or, or anything like that. So um, let's go through these. And, and I think what I want to do, if you're okay with this, is <clears throat> we'll just go team by team and we'll give a, a letter grade, A through F, on the non-con schedule. How they do scheduling that? Does it make sense? Are you okay with it? Was it too soft, too hard? You know, what what do you think? You lead and follow. Sweet. Let's start with Boston College. Uh, they play all four of their non-con games in the month of September. They start against Colgate, then they travel to UMass, then they travel to Temple, and then the home against Missouri. A through F, Mike. It's like a...
0: D, I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible schedule. Yeah, like it's Temple, not Temple's not very good. Missouri's not very good. Missouri's probably the best team on the schedule Um, in the non-con. Maybe Temple. I mean, coin flip. They're both bad. UMass, they always play UMass. So I'm not going to hammer BC for scheduling UMass in the non-con. They're always on the schedule. They're a regional opponent. So I, I'm not going to give BC a bunch of crap for playing UMass. Colgate, I mean, they're going to beat Colgate by 50 points. So, yeah, I mean, this this should be 4-0, I would think. Uh, with Phil Dracovic back at quarterback, and, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they'll get a rude awakening on October 2nd when they open the conference schedule against Clemson.
1: So Yeah, yeah but, I was going to say, I mean, you figure if they scheduled this game, you know, this schedule generally three, four, five, six years ago, whatever, like right. it probably looked a little bit better when you were scheduling Temple and Missouri when they were yeah. still pretty decent, you know. So I, I won't give them too much grief, but, yeah, I would think a minimum of three and one. You know, that, that Missouri game is losable, but yep. I would say you should win all of them. So, yeah, um, yeah, not not the best, but I won't go too, too bad. I, I'll, I'll call it a C, maybe a C minus. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Slighting uh, scale. Yeah, sliding scale for sure. Uh, Louisville, they start off on Labor Day night against Ole Miss in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. That's in Atlanta on a neutral site. Uh, they play Eastern Kentucky at home. They get UCF on a Friday night at home. And then they will play Kentucky at home at the end of the year. So at this point, Louisville only plays four true road games all year. Other than that, all their non con is either at home or at a neutral site.
0: The all miss game will be first, first one is 70. So, mm-hmm. you know, you. Better get your joggers on mm-hmm. because it's gonna be an absolute track meet. Um Ole miss's offense should be really good and that'll be a really competitive game. That's certainly losable for Louisville. I could also see their defense clamping down and you know, if they hold Ole Miss under forty points, I think they have a great chance to win. Yep. Because I think Louisville's gonna be able to score in that game a bit. Eastern Kentucky's winnable, obviously. UCF's going to have a first-year head coach, as Josh Heupel has now left UCF to become the new coach of Tennessee. So we don't know who the UCF coach is going to be, but he's getting in really late in the game, whoever he ends up being. And then Kentucky's Kentucky. It's a very tough game for Louisville out of conference at the end of the year. Kentucky always plays Louisville tough. So uh, <laughs> B-plus? I mean, yeah. the UCF game, I think, would have looked a lot better with Josh Heupel as the head coach. Now you know, I have no idea who's going to coach them. Yeah, uh, moving forward. Yeah. I guess Randy Shannon is the interim. So welcome back to the ACC, Randy Shannon. I mean, it's going to be like an ACC matchup there, um, having a former coach, at least as on the interim basis. You know, playing against a conference team. So it's basically like our better man's version of Brian Van Gorder. It's Randy Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back in. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like BB plus. I I don't know how good UCF is going to be, but all Miss and Kentucky will be tough. Eastern Kentucky is a winnable game.
1: Yeah, this is going to really come down to how well Louisville is able to bounce back after a kind of rough second year here under Satterfield in 2020. Because um, th- this is a schedule that I could see from a non-con sc- standpoint, like anywhere between 1-3 and 3 and 4-0. Like, right. If, if, if they're able to bounce back, they could win all those games. Um, Agree. And, and that's a pretty good slate of games to have on your resume. Um, but <laughs> that's also a bunch of games you could lose. Um, right I'm, I'm not even you know frankly you could probably even lose the Eastern Kentucky game like that's not even a that's not a bad you know FCS program They're not bad like, yeah They're so, not bad yeah I would say probably like two and two
0: and then you look at the rest of their schedule real quick I mean it's not too daunting like Florida State you should win that game Wake Forest is winnable UVA is your crossover that's a winnable game you have a bye week then BC NC State Clemson Syracuse Duke is your other crossover so getting Duke and UVA on the crossover is pretty favorable for Louisville mm-hmm. and then Outside of that, I mean the Atlantic Division opponents they play, Louisville can beat all of them except for Clemson. So Yeah. I mean, it could be it could be like a ceiling of nine and three, ten and two for Louisville if they bounce back.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Is yeah, pretty much all those are winnable. And like you said, I mean, they get Virginia every year, but this year they get them at home, and they also get Duke. So right. yeah. <laughs> that shouldn't shouldn't be too much of an issue, hopefully, for Louisville. Could be a two touchdown favorite against Duke, depending on what the teams look like in November. Very true, very true uh mike syracuse at ohio rutgers albany liberty
0: i mean the schedule itself is like a d but they could lose all those games
1: yeah at least two of them maybe three i don't know ohio hadn't been bad lately (laughs) no
0: they haven't frank solich still there
1: yeah like albany albany should be the absolute layup i'll speak in syracuse terms here that's a layup mike Um, but yeah Ohio especially on the road uh, Rutgers and then Liberty at home on a Friday night like yeah those those can be lost if you're not uh, if you're not really up to snuff
0: right I don't know I mean I I don't know what happens there maybe I was being a little harsh with like a d rating but just like on the surface it's like man those teams are not I mean Liberty had a great year but yeah Rutgers is in year two under Shiano I just I don't know
1: I don't know yeah Rutgers of two years ago would have been a much much more of a layup I would say right but, this is not now yeah Shiano's Rutgers actually played pretty hard and, and put a scare into a couple teams they had no business being in games with so that's that's not a great look so th- this is a chance for I think for for Dino Babers and that staff to earn their keep and, and prove they need to stay there so um, yeah I'll give that I'll give that like a C. I, that, that's I, you know in realistically like when you when you multiply in the uh, the syracuse factor probably give it like a b minus like yeah they don't need to be out scheduling themselves in a lot of ways it's just that a couple yeah. of these have sneaked you know snuck up on you gotten a little tougher in the time since they've been scheduled
0: it's challenging enough that if syracuse wins the game i'm gonna be like okay good for syracuse but not bad enough that i'm like oh my god like how did you not beat that team so mm-hmm. uh well, I mean, we'll see. Is Does Liberty have Malik Willis coming back? Do you know?
1: I don't know. Maybe. I don't know
0: either. Nah, that'll be a big determining factor to whether or not Liberty's as good as they were this year. Hugh Freeze is sticking around as far as we know. So
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then otherwise, the crossover at Virginia Tech and then home against Pittsburgh. I, I mean, probably both winnable, both losable. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yep. Syracuse, you know, from a, a conference standpoint, kind of up against it here. Yeah. Um, so, They're yeah. the
0: worst team in the ACC. So they're, I mean, every game's losable.
1: As of this moment, yeah, if we're projecting moving forward, yeah, Syracuse, worst team in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, probably the out-of-conference game of the year in the ACC. They start off September 4th against Georgia in the Dukes-Mayo Classic in Charlotte, North Carolina. Then they get South Carolina State at home, UConn at home, and then on the road against South Carolina to end the year.
0: Uh, it's like a B. I mean, the Georgia game and South Carolina is, you know, they always have to cross over against South Carolina. So, you know, those are two SEC teams you have to play against. South Carolina State, I mean, Clemson's going to be a 45-point favorite in that game, and they're probably going to be a 45 or 50-point favorite against UConn, too. So you have two softies. You have two tough game, tough-ish games. Um, Georgia obviously highlighting it. Clemson will be a favorite against South Carolina in a first-year head coaching situation for Shane, for Shane Beamer. I almost said Frank and called him Shank. Um, Georgia, Clemson could kill Georgia, Joey. And I'm not saying that to, to pump you up because I know you hate Georgia, but they could kill them. I mean, Clemson's defense is returning a decent amount of production. Uh, a lot of young players on the defensive line that are going to come back with another year of experience under their belt.
1: Should take a big step forward.
0: Yeah, DJU, you know, he's going to go up against Georgia defense that will be pretty good. And I think a lot of people are going to say, OK, can he handle it? Well, he handled it against Notre Dame. And you brought up the point before we hit record. How much better is Georgia, Georgia's defense next year going to be than the Notre Dame defense DJ you saw in his second start this year on the road? that That's the question. And I think offensively, they'll be fine. They get Justin Ross back. The running game will be fine. They always find a running back. Uh, Clemson will be good. And I think they could potentially kill Georgia if they sit on their offense.
1: Yeah, hey, no arguments here. I love cool. it. Please please yeah. kill Georgia. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, is there any other scheduling quirk or, or anything else that stands out to you on this Clemson schedule, Mike? Because there's one game that's staring at me that is going to probably get way more run than it really deserves.
0: Uh, oh, one game that's going to get more run than it deserves? Mm-hmm. Um, would that be the Florida State game?
1: I was thinking at Syracuse on a Friday night.
0: <laughs> oh! Oh, God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. They That's, do get that, that off a that of
0: Biden. That hasn't treated Clemson well in the past, Joey.
1: Yeah. No, they've, uh, they've struggled in that spot once or twice. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't anticipate it being as much of an issue this year, but who's to say? Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give Clemson an A for that one. Solid. Sure. That works. I, fair enough. Miami. The other Chick-fil-A kickoff game. They they join Louisville there uh, in Atlanta over the the weekend they'll play on Saturday against the Alabama Crimson Tide. R.I.P. Nice. Uh, then after that it's home against App State, home against Michigan State, home against Central Connecticut. Mike Miami's just playing a whole bunch of home games. <laughs> Their first true road game in another team's official stadium is October sixteenth. They travel to North Carolina. Before that it's a bunch of home games and one uh, out of conference. Uh, or a one neutral site game, excuse me. Uh, How did Miami do here? Uh,
0: well, they scheduled an automatic loss in the opener, so good for them. Yeah, They are going to lose. Now, Alabama, I know they, they lose a bunch of talent. Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith and Mac Jones and Najee Harris all gone. I get it. Uh, but, you know, Alabama always reloads. John Mechie, as far as I know, he's returning. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, but they got... Alabama will be fine. They're not short on talent. They got a five star quarterback sitting behind Mac Jones. They'll be just fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, App, App State, I mean, it's a coin flip game from the standpoint of we don't know what App State's going to be. Uh, they'll be semi competitive, I would think, against Miami. Miami should win that game. Miami should beat Michigan State, uh, but that could get really ugly from a defensive standpoint. That could be like 14 to 10 or something. Central gets a win. So I, I don't know. I, scheduling alabama is a bold decision i gotta give it like a a b or b plus i'm I'm, i don't really give anybody a's joey that's fair fair. i I don't know i'm giving them a b i'm a tough grader
1: you uh had a rough college experience or or what yes yeah (laughs) nobody gets
0: a's i did nobody gets a's i i certainly didn't so (laughs) (laughs) yeah degrees baby
1: i mean I, i feel like this is a a good schedule in general it should be three and one it gives you a couple of you know credible out of conference wins i think against michigan state and app state but i will say i mean it could be two and two like app state michigan state those either one of those is a losable game if you are not prepared to play those football games so just something to keep an eye on should be three and one Um, yeah b plus is good i like b miami has
0: talent miami has more talent than three out of those four non-conference teams um they have more talent than everybody except for Central Connecticut.
1: Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and, of course, Miami's going to end the season in Durham on Thanksgiving weekend at Duke, as what is tradition. What could possibly go wrong. What could possibly go wrong. So, good stuff. Uh, Virginia, home against William & Mary, home against Illinois, and then at BYU and home against Notre Dame later in the year. That at BYU game is going to be Halloween weekend – and then the Notre Dame game in mid-November with a uh, bye week in between those games. Uh, interesting out-of-conference slate here for Virginia, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean,
0: solid B. Yeah. BYU should be decent. Notre Dame will be good. Um, Illinois' bad. William Mary's bad. Virginia should probably go to two. Should. Um, maybe three and one. I mean... I don't know. I mean, BYU is losing Zach Wilson, so it kind of depends on what their quarterback situation is. You know, I could see BYU taking a little bit of a step back. It's intriguing from the Bronco Mendenhall standpoint. That's going to be the storyline, obviously, going into that, you Mm -hmm. know, going up against his former school. So that'll be an interesting game. And, you know, BYU could potentially be a more winnable game than it looks right now. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think UVA is going to have opportunities in all these games, even against Notre Dame. Um, UVA is a team that has been competitive with, with good Notre Dame teams in the past. So I wouldn't put it past them.
1: Yeah. Those games at pro in Provo at BYU, like that's a sneaky, tough place to play at elevation. And that's a, a fan base that does love their BYU football. So um, that can be a tough place to play. I, I tend to think this is two and two, but again, BYU is also subject to some pretty big swings year to year in quality. Yeah. Like, they have some pretty down years and some pretty up years, so we'll know a lot more about that team and that game by the time we actually get to it. Um, but for now, yeah, I'd, based on what they were this year, I'd say that, that could be a pretty tough one. Yeah, um, more convinced
0: about William & Mary in Illinois and pretty convinced that UVA is going to be a substantial underdog against Notre Dame, but BYU, I think, is TBD right now as we look at it in January.
1: Yeah, and I'll, and I'll give that Illinois, too. It's, it's worth noting that's game number two under Burt Bielema if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Burt. Burt. Um, you know, in, in two or three years, that might be a, a pretty functional program, but I think what he's going to try to do in the way that Virginia is made up, like, Virginia is really well constructed to be able to, to put a damper on what Illinois is going to try to do in that game, offensively yeah. at
0: least. Old Ol Brett has his work cut out for him there in yeah. <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. He's going to
1: deserve the nickname Burt for a while. <laughs> so i like this for virginia i'll give it an a and by the way mike did you see the schedule announcement video that virginia put out i did i loved it i thought it was super cool super creative well done for, for those i that like B- yeah for those who didn't see it it was it was a uh, super mario brothers theme where they yes. were traveling around the world and uh playing each of those games it was really neat go go check it out
0: much better than virginia tech's football account
1: <laughs> i can tell there's some opinions there mike um yes well, maybe reserved for another podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, we retweeted it from the official at BC Podcast ACC account on Twitter. So, A, go follow that, and B, you can see the Virginia video on there. It's really cool. Really uh, yep. really enjoyed it. Good watch. like three minutes. It's fun. Yep. Mike, let's talk about Home Field Apparel for a second. Yep. It is the Internet's leading producer, provider of officially licensed, comfortable, durable, great-looking vintage apparel coming fr- from a lot of schools around the ACC, I love my home field apparel. How about you? I was going
0: to say, as a guy who has purchased home field apparel and is, a, I like to consider myself a designee of the company You mm-hmm. know, doing this podcast, right? I feel like we have earned that role at this point. You should not be buying your collegiate apparel from anywhere other than home field. I yep. mean, home field yep. is all over everywhere right now we've been fortunate enough to get in with them you know middle of last fall which was awesome right in the middle of football season they were pumping out you know their big new Saturday series and dropping all these new shirts and sweatshirts now they're dropping sweatpants for UConn which is hysterical joggers, I mean they got joggers I mean they got clothes everywhere for a lot of schools new schools are being dropped it feels like every week Um, they are going to take over the college apparel space. Um, they they are doing unbelievable work. They're great people. It's awesome that we were able to get in and, and partner with them. They were real receptive. I mean, we had a, we had a good talk with them on our initial kickoff call. It lasted like 25, 30 minutes. And just like that, we had a sponsor. Um, they were awesome. And It doesn't extend to just us and everything that you guys buy from Home Field Apparel with this promo code not only helps us, but it helps them. They're awesome people. We want to make sure they sell as much as they can and make as much money as they can because they've been so good to us. So, Joey, what promo code do they
1: use to check out? Uh, That would be GoACC. Use that promo at checkout. That's right. 20% off your first order. And by the way, Mike, I've, I've found we keep saying that they use that promo code to get that deal on their first order. And you might be thinking, well, if I've got another order after that, then I'm just paying full price, which, a yes, that's not a bad thing though. Really good, really good quality stuff. You're gonna want more after you make your first order. But right. second of all, you will get a notification asking for a review of the products that you uh, that you purchase and, and start wearing. And if you give that mm-hmm. review, I hear there's another little discount coming your way as well. So you get another promo code. It's it's something that they they uh, want to keep your business, and you're gonna want to keep giving it to them.
0: Yeah. So do the promo code for us, right? So that we get credit and then do a promo code for yourself too. So you get another nice little discount. So it's not just how can I help Joey and Mike make money today? It's how can I make sure that I'm not spending too much on this awesome new college apparel. And it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't gotten any of these you know, clothing items yet from them, you're missing out. You, you really yeah. are missing out. And like Joey said, most ACC schools are on there at this point. Um, most schools across the FBS are on there at this point. They're working really hard to make sure that all schools are represented. I know that's their goal. You know, For some schools, it's easier than others.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Um, cough cough Could tell you something about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, go check out homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code GOACC at checkout. Like Joey mentioned, 20% off your first order.
1: Yep. T-shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, crew necks, all sorts of things. And, and as you doggers? mentioned, like, even the, yeah, the occasional pair of doggers. Um, doggers. You know. Those things are, are all available there. So, once again, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code GOACC at checkout for 20% off your first order. Really appreciate their support. Really appreciate your support. Thanks to everybody. Duke at Charlotte. Home against North Carolina a Home against Northwestern. Home against Kansas. Um, I guess, like, B+. plus, You're probably losing to Northwestern. Yeah. You, you could lose to Charlotte. You damn well better not lose to Kansas um i'm gonna go somewhere between two and two three and one i don't know this is a it doesn't feel great but again it's duke so like factor that in i don't know what's your take here mike
0: if duke loses to kansas david kukla should consider retiring before the north carolina game the following week Ooh.
1: <laughs> that's a take i like that take yeah
0: he should what do you think of that what do you think of that take joey
1: i think it's interesting um the only thing that I've heard, and we need to talk about this another time, but there is a, a certain big-name quarterback coming out of high school here in like two years that the thought is that maybe Cutcliffe tries to pull off like the heist of the century, the recruiting he's heist a of the century. Yeah, some kid named Arch. is uh, supposed to be a really, really good quarterback prospect, and I'll have to look up his last name here. Uh, Manning? Manning? Huh? I don't. Yeah, I don't know why people think that Cutcliffe could get some kid named Manning, but he does look like a little bit of an all-world quarterback prospect. And right. And
0: I have some theories about how they could pull that off.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see if that uh, if that holds up here and you know for the next three years. But yeah, if you lose to Kansas, you might need to just move on. It, it's time. Yeah.
0: I'm giving this like a B. I don't
1: know. Sure, that's fine. Uh, Duke also plays four out of six on the road in the middle of the season. Uh, home against georgia tech home against pittsburgh and that's kind of spliced in between at north carolina at virginia at wake at virginia tech yeah so uh bunch on the road there in the middle of the season not a lot of not a lot of tailgating opportunities for all those duke fans no all of them all five of them (laughs) north carolina mike uh leave that right there aren't you yeah i'm gonna leave right there uh (laughs) georgia state at home at notre dame uh wofford at home and then by the way. Home against Wake Forest, and yes, that is a non-conference game. <laughs> this, is a this is like a C. Who is responsible for this schedule, Mike? What what happened here? This is this is trash. The schedule's the the
0: the uh, non-con, including Wake Forest, is trash. I
1: I mean, I don't blame North Carolina and Wake Forest for wanting to play each other. Right. They probably should be able to play each other, and it's kind of ridiculous that we have a scheduling model that doesn't let them. But also, like, what what are we doing? Like, what, what's the point of that? I, I, I don't get that.
0: No, I don't either. Um, ah, I don't know.
1: It's not the first time they've done this either.
0: It's not. And I mean, it goes without saying that they have to go on the road to South bend. So that's tough. So wake forest, wake forest, non-conference game aside, like that's not easy. Not to mention you get those games in back-to-back weeks. Um, I don't know. At least you get wake at home. I mean, wake should be decent. Uh, this is like a C. I mean, Georgia State's going to not be very good. Wofford is I mean, North Carolina's gonna be like a forty point favorite. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's like a C, I think.
1: Yeah. I'll go B minus. Yeah. Depends C- on what you C- think plus? of Wake
0: Forest, really. I mean
1: Yeah. Notre Dame is a really good addition here, but yes. yeah, Georgia State and Wofford, not not the best. Um so. On
0: the road to South Bend, too. I mean,
1: yeah, that that'll be a tough game and uh, hard to. Say, I mean, Notre Dame's going through a lot of change this off season, so hard to say which team will be favored necessarily in that game. Right. Um, but should be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. This is weird. I'm uncomfortable with this one. So. And then, other than that, no real schedule quirks. Uh, they they are scheduled to start the season on the road in Blacksburg against your Virginia Tech Hokies, Mike. Uh, and, and that'll be either Thursday or Friday. Of Mm -hmm. Labor Day weekend I don't understand why we're not just picking one now I
0: know I don't get that either
1: so that's weird uh speaking of the Hokies we're gonna start there uh with North Carolina and then the out of conference is Middle Tennessee at West Virginia home against Richmond at or in home against Notre Dame uh I think it's pretty good it's pretty solid the uh the, the road game at West Virginia that should be a fun one it's good rivalry
0: yeah, nice to have that back on the schedule and it's on the road in Morgantown. I'm going to try to go to that game if they let fans in. I
1: mm-hmm. think that'd be
0: cool. I've never been to Morgantown and Tech's always had a long standing rivalry, so I don't know when I'll be able to get back there since it's a non conference game these days.
1: Bring your couches so and lighter
0: fluid. That's that's right. I'm not going to wear anything valuable. That's for <laughs> sure. um, middle Tennessee should be pretty bad. Richmond is a good program, but has had a couple of down years. Uh, but You know, Tech better not lose that game. Yeah. They're capable, though. Uh, And then Notre Dame, you know, at home after a bye week. I mean, Tech's going to get railroaded, but um, that's, you know, that's a good game. Uh, I don't know. I'd say like a B. It's a pretty good schedule, non conference, I think. And as far as the conference schedule is concerned, uh, just want to talk about that North Carolina game for a second. That's a good time for Tech to get North Carolina. Um, If this game was in October, First of all, Tech's going to be an underdog. I don't expect Virginia Tech to win this football game, so let me get that out of the way right now. But I think as a Tech fan, you should feel better about it taking place in week one rather than like middle of October because North Carolina is losing a lot on offense. Not that Virginia Tech's not. They are too. But North Carolina's losing a lot on offense. Uh, Sam Howell losing basically his top six offensive contributors, uh, basically his entire receiving core, and then his two top running backs, Michael Carter and Shavante Williams, that's a good time to get North Carolina when they're trying to kind of figure things out early in the year. So, and getting that at home is good too.
1: Well, and you'll remember early in this season, North Carolina was not particularly sharp early on. Like it took them Hooked. a couple of games to, to really get into rhythm and, and, right. and get in sync and everything like that. So yeah, getting them on early, the flip
0: side, Virginia tech looked really good in that, the first few weeks of the year. Very so true. if that carries over, then maybe Virginia tech has a better shot than people will give them. I think in that opener, I don't know.
1: We'll I was gonna say if I can if I can find like somewhere that's given me probably 10 points with Virginia Tech yeah. I'd probably take the Hokies
0: yeah I think anything outside of a touchdown I'd probably take Virginia Tech
1: yeah I think so um yeah as far as the non-con stuff it's it's fine I I kind of see that ending up two and two I mean the Notre, Notre Dame game that loss is kind of a given I mean it. Any given Saturday, you know, whatever, like that, that could be winnable. West Virginia is sneakily getting quite a bit better under Neil Brown. Um, yeah, that's one that you got to look out for. They th- that is a very losable game. Um, but like you said, Middle Tennessee and Richmond both should be pretty easily winnable uh, for for Virginia yeah. Tech.
0: If Tech gets out of that three and one, they'll be feeling pretty good about the rest of the year because outside of that North Carolina game. <laughs> Every game, I mean, Tech's at the state of their program. Every game's winnable. Every game's losable, kind of, but uh, given the kind of wild swings and consistency, but it's a pretty forgiving schedule after the Notre Dame game in October. Um, Home against Pitt. Tech plays Pitt a lot better at home than they do on the road. Home against Syracuse, that should be a win. On the road to Georgia Tech is a tough game. Uh, the tougher game, I think, is on the road on a Friday night against Boston College after that Georgia Tech game. Yeah, on a short uh, week. I could see a scenario where Tech loses that Boston College game. That is not going to be an easy game on a short week.
1: Yep, yep. So. They they get their bye week before Notre Dame. The The scheduling quirk that I find is really interesting here, Mike, is that Virginia Tech plays six of their first seven games at home. They got that road yep. game at West Virginia. Everything else is at home. UNC, Middle Tennessee, Richmond, Notre Dame, Pitt, and Syracuse. And what does that mean, Joey? Well, my my question to you is: Let's say things aren't going very well for Virginia Tech, and mm-hmm. they're you know maybe four and three, maybe somehow three and four. You know, yep. after those first seven games, six of which have been at home. Like, if you just keep losing those games in front of your own fans, does that speed up the clock on Justin Fuente? That's my yes.
0: question. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think with Babcock is one to, well. I'm not even sure he's one to make a firing after this offseason, uh, <laughs> but he's, he doesn't seem like he'd be one to make an in-season firing or an in-season change. Cause yeah. I, I mean, it would have to get real bad, uh, but it's on the table. I mean, having four out of your final five games on the road is not easy. Um, now, the games are Georgia Tech, Boston College, Duke, Miami, and Virginia. I mean, the only team that outright has more talent than Virginia Tech, I would say, is Miami. I think everybody else has similar talent. So mm-hmm. those are all winnable games. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know. It's I had the same thought, actually, um, that you just brought up. So we'll, we'll learn pretty quickly. I mean, if Tech were to ever pull off an upset in the opener against North Carolina, I think things would be looking up.
1: That probably buys them the rest of the year right there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, I think you can lose against North Carolina and still have a pretty good year. But if you lose against North Carolina, you lose against West Virginia, and you still haven't played Notre Dame, then dear God.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned. Yep, Florida State, Notre Dame at home to start the year on Labor Day Sunday somehow. Uh, Jacksonville State at home, and then what am I missing here? Uh, UMass at home and at Florida to finish the year. That's that's well, fine. Schedule two wins in there, and then you're probably just going to get smoked by the other two.
0: Yeah, I mean, RIP to start and finish your season. <laughs> I mean, Notre Dame's going to kill him. Florida's going to kill them. Uh yeah. Jacksonville State, they should win. UMass, they should win against former offensive coordinator Walt Bell. Is he still there? I think he's still at UMass.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, this is fine. Uh, C+. Um, other scheduling quirks. Nothing really. Um, yeah, pretty pretty even matchup of home games, away games, you know, throughout the season, so pretty, that's fine.
0: Pretty balanced schedule, Florida State.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, NC State. South Florida on a Thursday night. Following is at Mississippi State. Home against Furman, and then home against Louisiana Tech with Clemson wedged in between Furman and Louisiana Tech. I will say that that Clemson game being in there – makes the Louisiana tech game a little bit dangerous because there could be, you know, you, you could get beat by Clemson twice. You know, you could be yeah. feeling some physical after effects, that kind of thing. Like that could be a little dangerous
0: after getting murdered by Clemson. You might be looking forward to that bye week after Louisiana tech too. Mm-hmm. So let yeah. down, look ahead sandwich for a week off, uh, South Florida. I mean, Jeff Scott had a really rough first year at South Florida. I think they went like one and nine or I don't know how many games they ended up playing they were pretty bad. But they were horrible. Um, that's a winnable game, obviously, for NC State. NC State, the Mississippi State game, um, week two is intriguing.
1: Going to Starkville.
0: It's in Starkville, and NC State can definitely beat Mississippi State with the wild swings we saw in consistency from them this year. Furman is winnable. Louisiana Tech, losable. Uh, should be at worst two and two. I think it's three and one. It could be four and oh. Yeah. <laughs> like they could yeah. win all four of those games. If they win all four, that would be really good because second half of the year is tough i mean you go on the road to boston college and miami those won't be easy you're on the road at florida state who should be pretty bad but home game against new nc to finish a year um i don't know man home game against louisville not gonna be easy roadie against wake forest they got a tough schedule <laughs> they yeah. got a tough conference yeah. schedule anyway
1: yeah this is a pretty good schedule should be some good games here to watch but like you said i mean certainly with a non-conference like that's at worst it probably should be 2 and 2 but it very well could be 4 and 0 and it's a pretty decent little resume you know if you if you do go 4 and 0 on that stretch so yep. um let me go B plus good good stuff NC state good, good schedule stuff. yep um wake forest old dominion on a friday night at home norfolk state at home uh army on the road and then at north carolina this is a little bit weak, but if you factor in the Wake Forest factor, like they're, they don't need to be necessarily playing the toughest schedules. Um, I mean, you could see this being th- maybe three and one, maybe two and two. Hopefully, not any worse than two and two.
0: Yeah. I mean, who's the second loss? Maybe Old Dominion
1: or Army. Army is always I a mean, losable game for like almost anybody.
0: I, I know. <laughs> the Army's also, I, I agree with that. Army's also losing a lot of production. I, that that's an interesting game i agree i mean better not be worse than two and two
1: yeah yeah i'll give this like a c this isn't great it's not it's not terrible either
0: wake has a tendency to ugly up games against north carolina so keep an eye on that i mean north Carolina's going to be much better but i mean
1: they uglied it up into a shootout last year
0: I, what was it? Fifty-five, fifty-one, something like that. Fifty-nine, fifty-three. I think it was. Fifty-nine, fifty-three. It was in the fifties. It was super fun. It was. It was yeah.
1: crazy. I needed a cigarette afterwards. Yeah. And I don't smoke, so um that'll be all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a C. This is fine. Whatever. Yeah. uh Georgia Tech, Northern Illinois, Kennesaw State, uh at Notre Dame home against georgia those uh Mm -hmm. those those four games by the way bookend the season you get the first two september 4th and 11th and then the (laughs) last two november 20th and 27th so then they just play eight straight conference games in between
0: yeah georgia tech's real schedule actually goes through like november 13th (laughs) yeah and
1: it's then just chalk up a couple losses after that it'll be fine
0: oh man this is a brutal schedule
1: yeah. Oh my God.
0: You by the Clemson way, too. I, crossover.
1: Well, that yeah, that's the lovely uh, every year crossover. You also get Boston College at home, uh, right before you go to Notre Dame. I, I'll say this, Mike. That non-con. It's easy to look at that and say, well, that's two and two. Do not, do not discount that Kennesaw State program, <laughs> being coached <laughs> by your former no. quarterbacks coach and I think kind of an offensive coordinator under Paul Johnson, Brian Bohannon. That has been a good football program since they started about seven, eight years ago. That is a losable game. And you want to talk about Jeff Collins and that staff having egg on their face? Lose that game and see what happens. It will be messy real quick. So don't lose that one.
0: Hey, just like several other teams in the ACC, including my Virginia Tech Hokies, Georgia Tech's lost losable games before. Mm Mm-hmm. They also lost winnable games
1: before, <laughs> so yeah. they've
0: lost a lot of different types of games.
1: Oh yeah, they're they're good for one stinker a year. They they had no business yeah. losing to that Syracuse team last year, and they got beat by yeah. seventeen points. So, yeah, I, I'm not putting anything past them. What he I will say, rant. what I will say is this: Mike, is if you look at this schedule top to bottom, like yes, there's there's losses already to Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia on there. Like yeah. don't don't if if you win one of those games, that is like unbelievable icing on the cake. You should beat Northern Illinois. You should beat Kennesaw State. You've probably got a loss to North Carolina. I think what you can do, if you look at kind of the rest of this, if if you are able to finish six and six, I think that is a real sign of development and a taking a step forward for this program. Yep. Like there are games on here that can be won if if they are developing and taking a step forward as a program. Even if they go 5-7, and seven, I think there's maybe some development present there as well.
0: Agree. I mean, this is the – I was going to say 5-7 and seven I think would be fine. This is the toughest schedule in the ACC, I think. Yeah. Uh, Clemson on the road, North Carolina at home. I mean, they're going to be underdogs in both of those games. Pitt you get at home. That's going to be a toss-up at best. Duke, Georgia Tech should beat Duke. Yep. But it's yep. on the road. And Georgia Tech, even if they're favored, probably won't be more than like 5 or 6. Yeah. UVA on the road not an easy game Virginia Tech at home winnable but not an easy game Miami on the road I've done it before um BC BC at home not an easy game Notre Dame and Georgia to close it out I mean come on I mean this is is a tough schedule it's
1: brutal it's brutal um yeah I mean this this is what happens these years you get Notre Dame is all of a sudden you already start with Clemson Notre Dame and Georgia on the schedule yeah you know it's it's not even just a Georgia Tech thing. It's like h- how good would almost anybody do against that schedule, you know?
0: Yeah, and you get Miami, you get Miami, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Pitt, and all four of those games, depending on the year, are either winnable or a toss-up. And you get them all because they're in the coastal. Yep. So it's like, I mean, dear God, yeah. I mean, they're just they're set. Georgia Tech is set up to have one of the toughest schedules in the ACC every year, and yeah. this this year is no exception. Now that you have Notre Dame on there too.
1: I will say the one game that that did give me the little uh, the eyes emoji on this schedule Halloween weekend at home against Virginia tech. Yep. I think that's a sneaky winnable game. It is. Tech so. sucks. <laughs> well, depends on which one, but yes. Um, well, they both suck. Yeah. <laughs> <They> <laughs> so both we suck. I, I guess I'll give this like a B plus a minus, like this is tough, but it's just, it's a question of, do you want it to be tough? So
0: yeah, I, I agree.
1: So it's fine. I agree. Last one up, Mike, and this is the one that we really probably have a little discussion about. Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Panthers, home against UMass, at Tennessee, home against Western Michigan, home against New Hampshire. That's pathetic. That is a terrible schedule. That's a horrible schedule. They're going to go 4-0, and it's it's hard to feel good about that. Like You're just going to waltz into your ACC schedule pretty much bowl eligible already. It's boring and it t-
0: Pitt is going to roll Tennessee. Yeah. Some people are going to hype that up as like uh, – a loseable game for Pittsburgh. It is not. Pittsburgh's yeah, going to yeah. be favored. They should win the game. Tennessee's entire team transferred. They have a new coaching staff with Josh Heipel. Tennessee is going to win like three games next season. Maybe yeah. they're going to be terrible. Pittsburgh's going to go four and zero in this stretch. And if they don't,
1: heads are going to roll. Yeah, Tennessee's going to be pretty pretty god awful next year. I think. Um, yeah. Now, again, we could take a step back and say, okay, well, when we scheduled this five years ago, this is probably still Western Michigan and PJ Fleck. This is probably mm-hmm. still, you know, a, a decent, respectable Tennessee program. Coach Jones, which is, yeah, doing a lot of work in that, you know, that sentence for what it's worth. But pre Pruitt, yeah, like if not, like you still kind of expected that to be a, a challenge of sorts, or you know, that that was going to be a respectable out of conference opponent. So like, it, it's hard to blame Pittsburgh for this specifically, but looking at it now, just goodness, yeah, you're going to go four zero, and if you don't, yeah, heads should roll. And yep. This is just kind of – this is brutal. Um, With the rest the uh, schedule. Other than that, yeah, uh, at Georgia Tech, at Virginia Tech, and a bye week in between, Clemson-Miami at home, at Duke, home against North Carolina on a Thursday night, home against Virginia. I know UNC fans are really mad because apparently they always have to travel to Pittsburgh on Thursday nights, and that's when those – those games get very sideways very quickly. I don't know what it is about Red. Pitt and UNC playing games. Um but, yeah, they're going to get Clemson at home. That's one of their crossovers, so that's interesting. And then the permanent crossover at Syracuse at the end of the year. As it stands now, you would think that's just a gimme, a, a gimme uh, kind of situation. So
0: November's going to be really telling for Pitt. Duke, North Carolina, UVA, Syracuse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if you find a way to pull off a victory against Miami at home and upset last weekend in October – you know, Pitt should be looking pretty good the rest of the way. Um, North Carolina will be tough, obviously, but you do get that game at home on Thursday night, like you mentioned. So that's a winnable That becomes a winnable game now. So
1: this is a super favorable schedule for them.
0: I, I think so too. I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh should win eight games at least.
1: I was gonna say they they could realistically go like nine and three, ten and two, yeah. if you just yeah. like road games at Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Duke, and Syracuse in Tennessee. Which one of that? Which one of those really put the fear into a, even what Pitt is at this you know this jun- juncture of? I was their gonna program.
0: say what's what's the toughest one? I mean, even if, I mean, their toss the, the toughest game, quote unquote toughest game, is a toss up at worst, right? Depending on who you choose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is this very much sets up to be a situation where Pitt could be going to the ACC championship game at like ten and two and be like oh a fring, a fringe top twenty five team in the SP plus like you don't even have to be that good I feel like to be like a 10 and 2 and and, and go to the AC championship game so they could sneak you know everyone is all hyped up right now about North Carolina and Miami Pitt could sneak in the back door and and make it back to Charlotte that's on the table here
0: Pitt is definitively the third best team in the in the ACC coastal with a ceiling of maybe being the best team in the coastal
1: yeah that's that's on the table
0: North Carolina. I know. I know we're running short on time, but like North Carolina's got a. I mean, they're losing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it's not all of a sudden a slam dunk. They're losing. A lot. They still have Sam Howell, of course, but they're losing a lot on offense. Like and
1: they've recruited well, but
0: still, they're they're the they're the definitive North Carolina's a definitive favorite in the coastal, and they should be. But it's not a slam dunk that they're just going to be like twelve and zero either. Like yeah. they got some questions. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Pitt Pitt can definitely sneak in. Miami can. I mean, Miami's. <laughs> Got a favorable ACC schedule, they could sneak in. I mean, hit Pitts in play, man. Yep, they're. i, I got to the think Coastal's they're probably the third. Wild, the Coastal's favorite. pretty wide open,
1: Joey. I think yep. it's open. It's yeah. wide open. I'll be curious to see what the uh, pit to win the Coastal odds are. Might be mm-hmm. worth a couple shekels on a uh, on a futures bet on that. <laughs> I'd take a look at it, depending sure. on what the number is, of course. Right. But, anyways, um, yeah, that's that's a pretty garbage out of conference schedule. Can't fully blame Pitt for it, but, yeah, it, this sets up really favorably for them. Uh, Mike, anything else on these schedules before we work on getting out of here?
0: Uh, no, I mean, I, more to come. Obviously, we'll be previewing these teams, you know, later this summer, and we'll be talking about these games again. Uh, but, I mean, initial swing through the schedule, some intriguing matchups, non-conference schedules are always interesting in the ACC, so should be good.
1: Yep, and, and I'll add, too, I thought it was kind of funny looking at the – uh I really love the the logo schedule they put out where it's it's the schedule is just yeah. communicated with logos, and uh, there's a little little disclaimer in the very top left of this PDF. It says as of January 28th. Yep. And uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully it's as of August 28th too, and we get to play this whole schedule. But yeah, we will see. We will see. This
0: logo schedule is why I was looking at this entire podcast. So yeah,
1: yeah, that's a fun one. It's on my screen. That's what I would recommend, like printing out and posting on your wall. So yeah. Do that yep. if you want to. Mike, let's get out of here. We are running a little short on time um, as we record here on Friday morning, trying to squeeze this in between some meetings and such. So we're going to get out of here. Uh, you guys can find us on uh, Twitter. I am at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel VT, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Also at BC Podcast ACC on Instagram. Haven't posted there in a while, but promise we will sometime soon or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but come follow us there, and that'll encourage us to post more. That's for sure. Uh, yes
0: please do that yeah uh
1: mike they can find us on itunes google Podcasts, spotify stitcher breaker anchor all those good places they can send us a, uh, an email with their questions comments concerns to the longest email address known to man basketball conference podcast at gmail.com kind of nailed it yeah almost um we do have some emails kind of lingering uh from lee nobody keith dare a couple folks uh, appreciate those coming in we we will address those on a show here coming up very soon uh yep. we kind of wanted to today just didn't really have time so apologize for that but we do have them we we are paying attention to them so thank you for sending those in yep. uh mike you want to tell them where else they can find us on the social medias
0: facebook facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review find all of your podcasts there Homefield apparel homefieldapparel.com use promo code go acc at checkout
1: yeah Homefield apparel go check them out uh that's all i've got anything else before we get out of here
0: uh, no, I think we're good. We'll be back hopefully this weekend with another season recap. Uh, speaking of which, i got to reach out to the person we're reaching out to. So stay tuned.
1: Yep, keep it tuned here. We're going to have some more season recaps coming your way. Lots of content as we work into the off offseason. Uh, but, Mike, have a good rest of your afternoon, a good weekend. We'll talk again soon. You too, man. All right. Well, until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC.